Hello, and welcome back to Gamers Dozen, and uh, we've got a very special guest here today. Uh, Kevin, oh. welcome welcome back. Um, Yo, I just uh, flew in from uh, Venice Beach working on my film. Um, this bit is stupid. I'm done. <laughs> wow, you really uh, worked harder for that one. Okay, so some so uh, today's episode is uh, sponsored by sponsored by uh, <laughs> Raid Shadow Legend. Doug so, Demidone. No. Ste- uh, de- I don't know. No. Have you heard of Genshin Impact? <laughs> Today, today's episode is sponsored by Genshin Impact. Thank you for flying us out to PAX West to Seattle where we didn't touch your booth <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, we I got a free coupon code, but I didn't touch nice. it even then. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Genshin didn't sponsor us, but feel free to correct that. You know, Yo, if you want to sponsor, I, I won't say no. <laughs> please. Mahoyo, please. Okay, so sometimes... So, um, PAX West was uh, September 11th through 14th or something. This is why we haven't uploaded an episode in weeks. It has been a minute. Yeah, that's our excuse. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. um, So, preemptively, apologies for how long it's been since our last upload. Due to that and then other scheduling issues between us at intermittent times. Yeah, it was like the se- the first week of September. Yeah, so it's like it was the second September through five. First, all the way till September third. Because I think Pax threw us off initially. Then you had stuff come up. Like, yeah. Then I had a bunch of my. He's own, an epidemic. So. Ep- the good old school. Lad. Yeah. Really took a number on me and told me it's business. Mm-hmm. Now you along. might see these as excuses. So when we went to PAX, it was... <laughs> yeah, so uh, one month later, um, and I'm fucking downloading the, the PAX <laughs> app beca- to kind of just remember what we went to, but uh, it's too much trouble, so uh, I'm not going through Oh, by this. the way, before we continue, like, do we... Do you guys even do introductions anymore, or no? No, uh, Not for gamers, uh, dozen okay. per se. Oh, Although, but anyways, if uh, you want Patty he- snazzy- Patty's here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, uh, this is my wife, Patricia. Uh, yes. Uh, you can go ahead and speak normal, like, volume two. Yeah. I, I already was. Okay. Is that bad? I mean, you're is just probably going to... Is gonna... it too soft? No, you're just an American, so you just naturally speak loud. No, oh. I'm... She's actually speaking quieter. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, what did you do? You scared oh. you. Oh, Sorry, my cat got his paw stuck in the door and flipped his shit. Aww. Anyways, um, yeah, my wife is here because she came with Kevin and I to PAX yeah. on uh, I was our, our the couple trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, how was it being uh, the third wheel? It was it actually our... wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah. It was our honeymoon and you were the third wheel. <laughs> Honestly, I got to do what I want and I there let them go. have their special moments. Yeah, that's good. Understood. So, I mean, I guess we can talk about why we went to PAX. Um, I voluntold everyone. <laughs> Mm, did I, you really? No. I, I had always <laughs> wanted to go to PAX. Uh, it's just that I never had the money to do so or the time. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, let's do PAX. You're like, I have those <laughs> things now. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I have money. Let's have do money. it. And then I, I, and Patricia was. If you didn't invest in a PS5, you would have had money last year. Shut up. Damn. <laughs> just because last... you're right doesn't mean you have to say Other it. than for Crunchyroll, when was the last time you touched your PS5? Oh! <laughs> Dude, I, I've I know, been I know. touching it a lot, <laughs> yeah, especially you... at night when I'm alone. I mean, <laughs> Kevin, nice. you should just stay at her house. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, Patricia 
said she was down to go because it was Seattle and we hadn't been. And also you're married and it would be weird for one of you to go out of the state by themselves without the spouse? No, not really. You don't know our relationship. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the joke he was trying Kevin to And Kevin was for. down to go because he's like sharing a room with Ritter. Let's go. No. Um, Stop making fact, me out as like some weird thirsty. Yeah. It, it got so good thirsty to the point that so Kevin, so so Kevin what, what, what gave you the okay to come with us? Yeah. What made you want to go? Honestly, it was sharing a bed with uh, you. Because probably. like you wanted to go. Fair. Oh. <laughs> and then Mike uh, said he would go with us. And then we're like, hey, we're getting tickets. And he went, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have plans with other friends. You mean us? Motherfucker. <laughs> For the record, I protected myself by saying like, I will try to go. But I never affirmly I said I will go. You said you I would. I don't remember this. Yeah, no, I never sure confirmed. Said I said go. I will depend. Uh, I, I never will depend. confirmed. It depends on whether or not I remember to put it in my calendar. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> but, I like to think I have a solid record of knowing when I say yes to something or when I say no to something. Now, if I don't read something, that's different. All, all jokes aside, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you guys had a good time. Yeah. I was just doing school, so. I mean, know. we, yeah, yeah I would, because we ended up just getting to the airport. We flew out, landed, and I, we, we took their, um, like, light rail system, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is directly connected to the airport, which was great. Yeah, we so we landed on Thursday uh, yeah. before the con even started. Do they have um, a good transport system? They do. They actually do. It's, like, really. It, like, it costs money. us three bucks their light rail is the yeah. same as our light rail it's just it uh, except slightly faster and it goes farther faster and it's like so it's like half like in the air and then half like actually like on the ground it hovers yeah. uh <laughs> so it reminded me like a lot of like the east coast like you know um like rail like, a like the light rail but like mm. yeah like kind of like what was it that you called it a or, subway a subway wait yeah. what if we had a, 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 a light rail a light rail that goes underground and what if we had a light rail that actually goes like super fast and goes across the continent? Oh, that would be useful, wouldn't it? Mm. But what if we put wings on a light rail <laughs> and it flew? <laughs> but um, no, what was uh, SeaTac Airport is actually one of the better airports I've been to. It was look at this fucking Seattle local calling yeah, it SeaTac. No, yeah. it was uh, it was pretty organized. The Seattle Tacoma International Airport. They had enough signs to where I was not worried about going the wrong way. Thank Christ. Um, but yeah, we hopped on the light rail and we were dropped off like what two, three streets away from our hotel. It was like yeah, it's two, three it blocks. Was pretty darn close. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like so two blocks. Uh, Pax West was a little bit weird. Um, in that the convention uh took place across. It was like finding the Dragon Balls, dude. <laughs> it's like you had to travel around downtown. Uh, your panel is gonna be in the Hyatt Regency, and then the next panel well, you're gonna go to or the Grand Hyatt or the Grand oh, Hyatt because there were two Hyatts, the and Regency, there was one time we walked the all the way back to our hotel, only for me to realize, wait, are there two Hyatt hotels within like five minutes of each other? John Hyatt, Fuck, we need to turn around. Yeah, so the the Pax West um was spread out to three hotels, 
um, and not even the entire Seattle Convention Center. It was just like two buildings of the convention center plus the annex. Wait, was it three hotels or was it four? It was three hotels. Yeah, it was, was a Sheridan. Two... It was a Sheridan, yeah. the Grand Hyatt, and the Hyatt Regency. Yeah. Oh, but w- oh, okay. Then the convention center is just there's like, a convention, and then there was hotel. the annex. Yeah, I that's true. I was not a fan. So here's my reason why I think they did that. Because in looking in some of the rooms at the convention center, they were like just rooms. They weren't like tall, like panel rooms and stuff. So I think that's why they did the panels well, we only at see, the hotels. We and only whatnot. saw basically just the upper floor, which was the exhibitors hall. But like they, they had some... they had normal ass like it's a convention center. They had normal ass panel rooms that you would find at like any other convention. If they did, I didn't see them because the other rooms I saw were set up for like the Red Bull Classic Arcade and whatnot. That and was they the were just annex. like room ass rooms. No, nah, they the only building they fully utilized was the the annex, where it was just from the ceiling to the bottom yeah. first floor was just all computer setups and chairs and tables. And Which I, I do want to make a comment on that real quick, because they had a bring your own like computer area where you just brought your computer and you would set it down. They had people watch it the whole time, and there were people just gaming there. And I'm, and you know what? If that's what you want to do, I get, but. Why go to a convention and play on your own computer, your own games <laughs> for the entire convention? Because when you could have just done that at home, maybe well, you're they trying to network, testing. meeting other gamers. There are there were some <laughs> events that were um, like you know LAN events or whatever, yeah, um, where you would bring your own computer. But yeah, there are just like dedicated spaces where if you just want to play by yourself, then you could just like to bring your own computer or bring your own console. <laughs> <laughs> what, to of, just show off, I guess. Yeah. One well, of honestly, my, I respect them. Yeah. One, one of my favorite areas we saw that we just memed on every time we passed it was the quiet room, where you could go in and they I'm had lying. signs like "no sounds." If you're playing, if any sounds are coming, make sure they go through your headphones. Blah blah. And we're just like, should we just go in and just wave our hands in front of this guy's face and go? and just spaz out at him good visual gig for audio yeah podcast. Um, no it, it became a bit where every time we'd pass it we're like should we just go harass, we go guy harass in there? anyone that's in there is there anyone in the quiet room that we can just fuck over right now just but like do it top qu- of the table and just like, do a lap dance do yeah. it quietly so they can't kick us out <laughs> it's just an episode of silent library <laughs> it's just us doing the um fucking nightmare 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 but not saying anything oh god um i yeah i thought the layout for everything was odd it, it, it required us to actually get out of buildings and walk to a different building and like the ho- the furthest away was our hotel which was the yeah. regency mm-hmm. which was annoying that just that like we had to um walk all the way to uh something that we would go to um for about an hour and then have to walk back yeah, yeah um honestly, and then every time we had yeah. to go back to the convention center we had to go through security which I don't know what the fuck they were looking for. <laughs> the metal detectors? They're uh, not because they weren't metal detectors. Well, they picked up my umbrella though for some but reason. But they didn't pick up my fucking water bottle because there were times, okay. So, their systems were looking for something. But we could not figure out because you went cuz Kevin you went through and it w- it went off I think every time you went through. No, there was once where Patty was in front of me. Yeah, and then was I was like, uh, the the flag went off, and then I was gonna go step aside, and he was like, "No, not you, her." Yeah. I'm like, 
Yeah. Okay, so we take yeah. those. And then you were so shocked. Mine went off, I think, like two or three times. But then there were other times it didn't go off, even though the stuff in my bag never changed. Yeah. And yeah, there was, was a weird. there were like there was like a moment where like I took everything out of my bag that was electronic and I just left my cell phone in my pants because I forgot and then I walked through, and, and then, then it didn't set anything <laughs> off. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot my cell phone's right here. <laughs> oh well. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, security was great. Um, the staff that they had was great. Uh, Seattle in general was like, they put cops everywhere. Um, but they still couldn't like get all the homeless crack whores from outside of downtown (laughs) that's a little hard to curb yeah um but like you know they tried their best maybe to make it as welcoming as possible to visitors of seattle what one of my favorite one of my favorite parts is we're going to this pho restaurant and as we turn a corner there's just like a group of like six to eight uh homeless crackheads actively with crack pipes in their mouth heating up the other end we're like Mmm, look at that Walgreens. Man, that's a nice looking Walgreens. Yeah. How many homeless people have you guys crossed over there? Pretty that's... much any time we went outside. Yeah, there was quite a few. But, and like, like we would encounter at least one, but they weren't bad. There, there was a couple where they were like, okay, we need to give them a little extra room because they're going a little uh, sicko mode. But if they're just yelling at nothing, at, at God... <laughs> Uh, there was a guy that like I thought was pretty like uh straight laced. Um, it was a shirtless dude. I but yeah. he was just yelling because like he looked clean and whatever. But he was just like shirtless, ripped, and yelling at the sky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the world had pissed him off, and he was gonna let them know about it. No, you know what it is? It's that he's talking to some sort of like ethereal entity that we can't see, but he's the main character, and he's facing off his final boss right now. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Patricia? What are some uh? Like some highlights? Yeah. Of uh, Seattle. Let's start with that. Well, remember when we like went to like the Pokemon, like what was it? The Pokemon room and like they were just. It was like a a kind of like a Pokemon Go meet and greet. uh, uh, It was the PAX Pokemon League. So yeah. Yeah, it was the PAX Pokemon League. Because you were supposed to bring like your Switch in a game and you were supposed to face specific people, beat them and get a badge. Oh, I thought it was like Pokemon Go. No. Mm -mm. That was at Phoenix Comic Con. I know, but like I thought that that was also like no no no. it was like anything pokemon mostly the games though like so for like sword and shield and because you were really wanting to go yeah at first (laughs) anything (laughs) anything that had pokemon labeled onto first (laughs) yeah i want you to explain this patricia the the girl that i like encountered was like at the woman's bathroom and i'm just like oh my god like this pikachu plush that you have is adorable where did you get it? She's like, I'm actually like one of like the people you verse in like Pokemon. I'm like, come over to the room, go get free items. And then I go there and like, it's just like little kids, but then there's also like adults and it's just like, everybody's just keeping to themselves. And I'm just like, it wasn't like the I'm not uh, ready for friendship this. one. <laughs> no, the Phoenix fan fusion, which I was it's, legit. No, the Pokemon it's Go me, it was like pretty, it was pretty welcoming. Yeah, it was I mean, super like, nice. If I played Pokemon Go, I would have had like my friend list full. Is there a friend list? Like the I level of so. Ritter losing his phone and then they all like just brought it to the front and then when he got it, everyone just cheered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was great. This, this one, because yeah, because they were like actually versing each other. Yeah. So it was super quiet. And, like, everyone was in gamer mode, so no was one was li- really talking to each other. It was a little bit um weird. It's just that, like, the 
there are no lights. And yeah. also, yeah. it's a small room. Yeah. For was, Pokemon, which is also weird. Now, for the amount of people that they're also expecting. It, it felt like only a fourth of the people were hyped about it. And only half of those fourth of the people actually were running the panel thing. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, it was like kind of just like a side thing that if you wanted to uh, include into like your packs grind. Yeah, it really was. Because like the, uh, there is a bunch of stuff that you can kind of like grind while you're playing this game, which is attending the convention, such as yeah. like scanning your badge at certain spots and scavenger hunts and um, other stuff. That's like mostly all Pokemon Go though. Like just for like the actual like hardcore games, like you're better off just kind of playing on your own. Mm. yeah but um oh you guys want to talk about the other highlight you guys told me you didn't smell no gamer okay mm. that was the biggest surprise i got out of this convention was the lack of um uh con smell i think con it's because everyone was forced to leave every once in a while like i i <laughs> i blame it on the weather man i feel I, like i agree i think it has something to do with yeah, the weather because like we were at Phoenix Comp. I, at any convention, you're gonna have people whose hygiene is not up to snuff with other people. Yeah. Snuff. But we're talking about snorf. just basic like washing your body every single day. But at like Phoenix Comic Con, there were a couple of times where Patricia and I were like looking at stuff. Oh, I got some and, bad wolf smell. <laughs> and Patricia would like turn to me and start trying to push me away, and I'm like, "What's up?" And she's For like, more space. And she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> try and just not trying to breathe tr- try and to, not like, to sign language him and be like i'm gonna vomit try not to visibly and audibly go <laughs> to someone but at seattle i think because it was like cooler temperatures it never got too hot yeah it was like uh start off the day at like high 50s and then end the day on like a low 70 <laughs> yeah it was great um granted it's it wasn't that like I couldn't wear a full jacket the entire time I was at the con or whatever, or then I would start getting hot, but it was like a perfect, like comfy temperature. Yeah. You would try to wear your jacket. <laughs> I did, but, um, some Seattle stuff, we, d- we did some touristy stuff while we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we visited a uh, Pike's Place Marketplace. So, um, it's kind of famous for- Do you know that place, Mike? No, not at all. Do you- do you know Do your about- parents know about that place? <laughs> Do you know about the fish throwers of Seattle? No. They're pretty no. awesome. So <laughs> They're fishermen. Yeah, They're Patricia, okay. why don't you describe Pike's Place? Because this was the one that you were like, yeah. we have to go to. I was like, actually, well, really we, excited we, this. we wanted to go to a, a tourist um, scam spot, so. <laughs> we did. We wanted to go like, to you know, it's part. It's yeah. part of, like, the trip. Whenever you go somewhere, you have to go to the, the tourist trap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's fair so yeah so basically it all started when did we go we went like yeah, Saturday, sunday morning sunday morning yeah yeah and so man it was early but it was great because like that's when the fishermen go and get the fish and a lot of stores weren't open which yeah, kind of made it so that sucked. like lines were smaller mm-hmm. it was kind of nice though but we got like i can just dream of the salmon <laughs> Yeah, because we went up and this guy's like, hey, you want to try some smoked salmon? Sure. Oh, and he literally just pinches off a big chunk of salmon, puts it in my hand and goes, we caught it this morning. It's Hope just a Ziploc it. bag of just yeah. fish parts. So I just, <laughs> oh, heck, so yeah. I popped it in and I'm like, oh, 
And then um, I could taste the ocean. The the restaurant that when we were describing our food was making Mike go, oh, that kind of sounds good, but I don't like cheese. Oh, this Belchers? Beechers. Or, Beechers. Oh, Beechers. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Belchers is the yeah, family Bob's from Bob's Burgers. Burgers. <laughs> uh, Beechers, apparently. Seattle famous. <laughs> apparently. I never heard of it till we got there, but we had smoked salmon mac and cheese. That was mm, so good. Um and then uh, I had a kimchi grilled cheese that was pretty good. My only thing with the kimchi grilled cheese is like there wasn't enough cheese. Yeah. To like it was make decent. up for it, I so it the, it tasted dry overall been, to balance the I kimchi. I think the rye the rye bread was different. I, it was sourdough. It wasn't sourdough. I'm pretty sure it was rye. Who the fuck makes a grilled cheese on rye bread? Apparently bleachers. <laughs> Beechers. Beechers. <laughs> Belchers. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm ever gonna get. But you liked right? Pike's Place, Patricia. I did. I I also did laugh that you got like how many donuts? Like you got like 24 mini donuts just to no. try. No, he said like I'll have two of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa! Boy, it was the. One. It was pretty much other than just. Well, like, I got it so that way you and I could have one of each. But then after like four or five, you're like, I'm done. You can have the rest, and I'm like, uh, yeah. yes. Legit, <laughs> I told you from the very get go. I'm like, I don't need this. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, at the same time, a cruise ship had dropped off some passengers, so it was um, yeah, it was like if they weren't there, I think it would actually have been a very light crowd. Yeah, mm. but they also had like a almost like a farmer's market thing going on because there was a lot of yeah. like locals that were just sh- uh, setting up their shops and it was very kind of just like um, community driven. Everyone knew each other. Everyone is calling out to each other and, uh, That's and so helping wholesome. out each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My my favorite moment was uh, Patricia was looking at this one shop because you wanted to get some for like your parents, right? Oh, yeah, for yeah. your mom. You wanted a, you wanted an. Uh, apparel that's had the word Seattle on it. Yes. yes <laughs> because I and I was too because I like I need evidence that <laughs> yeah, I was I here. Was there. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 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 You just want to make sure you know. Like if you ever get amnesia, <laughs> you know you went there. <laughs> well, at least you and, have proof you went there. And <laughs> I I made the joke. I'm like, it's not like you can buy something that says Seattle and Amazon. And she's like, that's not the point. That is. I know point. I bought it here, but no, there was a ja- a hoodie you wanted. And yeah. the lady's like, oh, I've got mediums in the storage locker. Oh, Are yeah. you guys going to be here a few minutes? And we're like, yeah. She goes, okay. Puts on her purse, crawls out, and just leaves. And leaves us to her <laughs> shop and stuff just unattended. And we're like... We almost, like, hopped the counter and then just started helping people. Because <laughs> we're like... <laughs> yeah, there was some customers who were we, like, um... Yeah, some people came and I was like, oh, I wonder how much... I'm like... And we, like, oh, because she showed us. We're like, oh, here are the prices. This is a deluxe bag. This is a normal. And they're like, oh, okay. And they were looking. And I'm like, what the fuck? The fact I that have she not- was, like, nonchalant about it made me, makes me wonder, like, how many times she's, like, left that, like, little right? area just unattended. Because wh- what was funny is when she came back and while she was processing your, like, purchase, Patricia, oh, I overheard true. her talking to the person next to her. She's like, oh, I sold three of your earrings. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And oh. I'm like, okay, so they just cover each other if yeah. they need to go, like... Yeah essentially yeah that's so funny okay that makes sense but what was interesting about the marketplace is it was like a what's the best way to describe it imagine a strip mall that's stacked on top of itself because there's an underground it very much felt like did you ever play pokemon coliseum 
It would be weird if you did because you don't play Pokemon, Mike, <laughs> or <But> video games. <laughs> I, I'm a fake gamer. Yeah, no, because there's a there. There was a fucking just stairway down, and then as soon as you went down, the loading screen came by, and then the loading screen was over, and then we were just at a new level. It was like um, a a, a ship level it was just the. It was like wood everywhere, kind of wobbly, warped by water. Um, nothing was open. And then we came upon like the Chef Step Studio. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was I'm weird. I'm like, there's kitchen. Why is there a bunch of camera equipment? And then I pointed at the window. I was like, oh my God, Chef Steps. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, yeah, I didn't even know they were Seattle based. Yeah. Um, no, but they. And they're just under Pike's Place Marketplace. It was a bunch of like family owned businesses. There was like just a little comic shop and like some uh-huh. like antique, curi- like knickknacks shit. Yeah. Um, all the food was great. I I will say this. Okay, I do have to tell you this though, because like I already know clearly what was like my favorite like food thing, which was the salmon. But like, what was your guys's like favorite thing? I I am sad we didn't get to try the dumpling place. I am a little True. sad about that, but yeah. that place was so busy though. It, it was oh, like for the entire weekend was probably the Indian restaurant. I, I do yeah. like oh, how you guys had more options. Like I wish phoenix fan fusion had more places that weren't like the thing is though that you could have if you left the convention center and then like you know went out to go to restaurants because that's what we did we went out to restaurants but Mm -hmm. like in general like the cafeteria um, uh whatever it is that it it was catering the convention itself i feel like had it's about the same as like it's about the same but like there was more variety honestly at phoenix fan fusion not only that but the amount of food you got for how much you were paying was way better at pax than it was at phoenix fan fusion right it was like a little bit it was super overpriced at fan fusion um and but like over at uh the convention center the the food stall that they had there was like much quicker they were doing Cubans, some like hot Cubanos. Cu- Cubanos. Dang. They did like mac and cheese, personal pan pizzas, some like quick like cold sandwich grabs and stuff. Yeah, it was well stocked. It was very efficient and like <laughs> to go super local. Uh, it was basically the Thunderbird Cafe at oh, Mesa Community yeah. College, <laughs> or I'm guessing Gilbert's uh, uh, CC Gilbert, also. Gilbert GCC is, also has that too. G- CGCC is called the Coyote Cafe, but yeah. yes, it was exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, you just go grab your shit, you go up to whatever open register there is, and then pay hopefully, for it and leave. And hopefully, the register that's, is working. That's the best one. <laughs> that's the best way to do it, though. You know, you just get your but food and my yeah. my biggest thing that I was happy about was the prices were decent, Re- reasonable. Because yeah. I mean. We were expecting Let, like we're, high prices. We're gonna yeah. say we yeah. say reasonable, and but that's in reference to the rest of pricing of Seattle in general. Yeah, because um, uh, on Thursday night, because uh, like there wasn't anything going on, we were just gonna like land, settle in. Maybe if we had time, go do some tourist shit. But we just went to a restaurant. Yeah, and then like just chilled. But the so we just went to the uh, hotel uh, restaurant that they had, and it was just like. It was Italian. Food. It was okay. Yeah, it was alright. It was I, fine. I think that was probably but like we the did, most expensive. It was just the most overrated. expensive food that I, yeah, I've had so far. It was great. the most expensive food we had that whole weekend, and it was the lowest quality food we had that. I whole don't know weekend. if it's the lowest quality. I will food. say that mo- the mojitos were good. How much was it? Um, I think on average, each one of our dinners cost what twenty five, thirty bucks. I think I I went a little bit higher. I think I was sixty. I don't remember though. Sixty. I, well, well I, we got the pasta, and then you, no, you got the pizza, 
and you and me <laughs> shared it. And then we got drink. So uh, technically, you and me should have been more expensive. Yeah, we should have been more expensive than you because we, we got, got alcohol. alcohol. Um, I don't remember. By the way, I got maybe mine was like more twenty. I got the biggest like. catfish of my life, and I was so fucking pissed. Wait, Granted, it's mean? fine that it worked out. Oh, that I way. thought you meant like actual catfish. No, no, no. I was like, I, I don't have think a we've wife. Ever tried that? No, <laughs> I'm talking about like literally the the catfish. The actual because yeah. oh, we went no, to no. a fishery. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. No, no, no. Uh, what that's happened? why I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. We what do you mean we you were planning on we were planning on drinking over the weekend. Right. Oh, so yeah. I uh Ubered some alcohol and stuff to be delivered to the hotel and I thought I was getting a big bottle of vodka. Good thing I didn't because we didn't even finish it over the but for the price that I paid, but it was like barely the size of a beer bottle. Like you were expecting like a 32 ounce or something. Yeah. He was expecting like Costco size. Yeah. Uh, but it was like a 10 ounce yeah. bottle or yeah. something. But it's fine because we found. Should have like, read that. You could have the... just gone to a liquor store. There's like plenty of no, them. No. There really isn't. The, the, nope. the closest liquor store was a 20 minute drive from us. Really? And was there not any like alcohol in that liquor store we went into though? So we went into a convenience shop and mm-hmm. there wasn't hard liquor, but there was like Mike's Hard and stuff. That's what I ended up doing. Oh, okay. Because yeah. uh, we did some mixed stuff in the hotel, but I ended up just grabbing a six pack and I down that over did the course of like a beer? night and a half like, yeah yeah they did yeah because oh, okay. they wouldn't have mike's yeah. heart if they it didn't have like... beer there was there like a walmart or anything no or geez really Mm-mm. well so it's so here's down here's the thing so. there was but it was too far for us to get to because like we could have gotten an uber but the amount we would have paid for the uber plus buying that stuff would have made it like not worth it yeah true gotcha. but um yeah i would say my favorite place we ate at uh, i would say beachers honestly yeah. it Even outclasses the... the the pho place and naratai uh the the indian food place was very good i liked it a lot yeah the indian but that food smoked place, salmon that mac good. and cheese was oh, so fucking good uh the the there's um the hyatt regency that we uh tended at uh has incredible construction going around it Yes. And the mm-hmm. unfortunate, uh, uh, the unfortunate collateral is there's a small Thai restaurant <laughs> that is just oh, a room. That Thai place was actually really completely good. surrounded by like cinder blocks and construction. Yeah, and like you couldn't even <laughs> you can you can't go in there to eat. You had to like order and go outside of the building to wait for your food. That's so great. I I would say the entire building was roughly the size of like a public bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a park. It was small. Uh, um, small. But, and it's like between two streets. So it's but like... it was. That's like... also hard to get to. Yeah. It was <laughs> between two streets. You needed to cross the street to get there. But it was great because it was just outside of our lobby. Yeah. So we went. They're like, oh, it's going to be ready about 30. And we went, okay, let's go back to the room. So we just went up. I started drinking a little bit. And I was like, okay, our food should be ready. Walked down, grabbed it, came back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think we, we did Italian the first night. The second night we did. I think Naratai was the second one, right? No, yeah. Naratai was the last was, thing we did. Was it Sunday? That was Sunday. Okay. Oh, okay. Then we had we had the Vietnamese, the Indian food. Because Viet- Vietnamese was, I think, Friday. Saturday was Thai. And then Sunday we did Beechers in the morning, and then we ended up doing the, um, the Indian, Indian place. Restaurant? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, but anyways, enough about fucking Seattle. We've but, gone through so much and have not talked about what we did at PAX. <laughs> so, true. PAX.
PAX, of the video game convention. Yes. Yeah, we were there. We let's, played video games. We did. Uh, um, let's start off with like what demos we uh, got to touch. Patty. Uh, <laughs> I'm frozen, man. I can't remember. No, you played. A, you actually did play a couple. But I don't remember their names. <laughs> uh. Okay. Fine. Anyway, give me an outline. So, please. I mean, literally the first thing we did. So we yeah, come, the first thing we did. We was, came up to the expo hall. Kevin went, "Oh, Dragon Ball: The Breakers," and oh, we all just yeah. simultaneously okay. took one step to the right and got in line. <laughs> um, and which was across, which was like ten feet away was Splatoon Three and a bunch of nerds yeah. uh, lining up for hours it to wa- play Splatoon Three. Yeah. yeah, I was like. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they had a bunch of setups, so they probably go through pretty quickly. But like, I, I it was w- like one of those things that it was so big, you had to set an appointment prior to the event starting. Yeah, uh, I will say one thing. I did the marketing beam hit me and I did <laughs> enjoy the pageantry of a lot of the um, booths and stuff. There was a lot of cool decoration, cool, like just mm-hmm. like atmosphere they set up like dragon ball the breakers they had a thing where it looked like frieza was literally shooting his finger beam and exploding right next to you oh, it was like there was a photo op that you could like uh sit uh take a picture at and it's you getting shot at by frieza yeah but uh dragon ball the breakers it was super fun because they were able to get through like eight people at a single time and the game lasted what 15 minutes yeah um and people waiting in line were also like watching the and round. getting hyped up because like close <laughs> moments would happen and then even the like booth like uh employees were like yeah come on go 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 like hyping there are cheerleaders yeah nice um and like yeah basically their job was to kind of teach us the controls and the ideas of the game if um, we had a question we'd be like hey what does this do yeah. oh hold that button and that's what it does yeah so for our round um ritter patty and i weren't uh, we were uh, survivors, and yes. then just uh, one other person was the raider. Um, and I believe this was Perfect Cell, or Cell was the raider yeah. that he chose. Um, it, it was actually the default one. So okay. I think they were only doing Cell for the event. Because Cell hadn't been officially announced yet. I'm pretty sure Cell, uh, Boo, and Frieza were like all advertised. No, because Boo didn't get its announcement trailer until a week after we came back. Oh, when, with Farmer and a Shotgun? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I like how you guys told me that Cell started out as like a sea slug or something. No, no he, he started, started out in his little like bug, form. like yeah. beetle form, and it was great. And the the gameplay was fun. Uh, it started getting super hyped when we. If got I knew the... what the fuck I was collecting, I would have <laughs> had more fun. But yeah, I was just going around the map, just collecting shit and trying to avoid not getting killed. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair move. Um, I, I did, did pretty well. They ended up winning. I ended up getting about half of the power keys. <sighs> <laughs> and then uh everyone was just at the super time machine trying to set it up and like it was super hype because we're like fuck cell is fucking everyone over and i'm just sitting there like wait wait go 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 and i just uh, and he and everyone else you was ran dead up to the super me. time machine to continue to start working yeah you're not you're just grunting into a microphone holding out your hand <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> i go up and i start working it and like yeah you were cell started blasting his way over to me and i was Fucking Danny it, DeVito, then it yeah. started blasting. <laughs> and then it started blasting. But then the time went up and we won and we we're just like, oh, oh fuck. Literally yeah. at the last minute. Um, I will say, if you were in dire need of lanyards, uh, PAX is the way to go. I mean, like. Because fucking everyone was giving out lanyards. It was, I was on a lanyard collection hunt. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I wore them all as I built them up. Um, he would attach it to his pass and just like another one for the collection. <laughs> we uh what so let's go to kind of like the big ones first. Um uh Saturday I think we just passed by and just noticed we had not heard that there was a new One Piece game. Oh, <laughs> yeah, One Piece Odyssey, and then it was like oh One Piece Odyssey. Oh, they're giving out lanyards. We just Let's got play it. it. We got like. I was like, Patty, Patty, you like One Piece? I do. I do. I'm like, give it to me. You're the only one of us that's watching One Piece. You ended up wearing it though too. Yeah. The yeah. Whole I game, think it looked yeah. the best. Yeah. It, well, it did look good. The game. Yeah. Uh, the game was all right. It's a pretty standard. Like, I'll, I'll, to be honest, I'll play it once. Yeah. It's. I'll probably play it. The my takeaway was this is a game for One Piece fans. If you're a One Piece fan, you're gonna enjoy it. If you're not. There's not really much here for you. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was like just kind of like a basic party uh, RPG um, that... Turn-based combat. Yeah, and it had a small like just kind of like proximity, like kind of location thing where you needed to get close to enemies during the turn. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It, it Like it didn't play bad, but uh, Baldur's Gate 3 was there. But they had tried it out. We didn't because they had a 20 minute demo. Mm. But like (laughs) 90% of the people we talked to was like, I spent the whole time in the character creator. (laughs) That's how it is, man. They they would finish the character creator and get five minutes of actual in-game play. But we went up and like (laughs) my, my favorite moment is some guy went up, swiped a button and just walked away. And I looked at it and Kevin's like, Ritter, don't. (laughs) <laughs> don't yeah. and one of the developers came out i was like hey and i was like yeah and started talking to him he's like how'd you hear about Baldur's Gate?" i'm like oh i actually own it and they're like oh do you want a lanyard and stuff we're like yeah sure and kevin's like good <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i'll take a lanyard <laughs> <laughs> my power grows stronger yeah. yeah so i think the the uh buttons you had to like play the demo and then on your way out they were just on like a trick-or-treat bucket yeah by the exit so you just grab one uh the lanyard you had to like do a survey yeah. Um, or whatever it is and then like you just did the survey in front of them and then because we were next to you we just asked for extra lanyards <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I was like sick <laughs> you know what surprised me was that like, they had like a lot of stuff for D&D especially like on the first floor because there's like the oh the one... board game area and yeah. stuff yeah and there was like another level too where they like were selling like just stuff for um like the wooden items, yeah wormwood and, like, and um a lot Elderwood of they Academy had like a there. tabletop yeah. section, yeah, That's where really a lot cool. of a lot of like tabletop. The tabletop section was huge. I bet it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the AC was not as strong in there. You could feel no. that it was just warmer. You could you could feel the gamer. And, yeah, um, the gamer was definitely present in there. <laughs> actually, I think it was more per like densely populated. Um, in that you were like kind of just shoulder to shoulder with people, whereas yeah. like packs actually surprisingly. Um, you had room to maneuver. You had, yeah, no. Um, at, until like Saturday, where it got like full. It, it went, during the afternoon. That's when it got shoulder to shoulder, got yeah. bumper to bumper. Um, but yeah, no. I've been to like Anime Expo before, in which that like you would have to, whenever you wanted to visit a panel, you would have to start lining before on the panel before that panel like the like, day before that panel <laughs> yeah. they did say that we came like at like the perfect time to do packs because like yeah apparently pax was... west is usually way busier than mm-hmm. that yeah and, and they it'll didn't probably have as many yeah. uh like vendors last year compared to this year and it wasn't as packed as like it was before the pandemic yeah 
though. But uh, I guess to play their cards, right? So, something that Kevin said that I really agreed with. It was so like if you go to like a Comic Con or something like that, you know, you have Artist Alley and you have the like individual vendors and stuff. And what was interesting is like each individual like vendor or like homegrown like little mini booth was just another video game. Yeah, it's just another like game developer. It's just and people stuff. like with a table, some chairs, and a laptop. Like, hey, you want to play my game? <laughs> yeah. Um, some of them have like more uh, elaborate setups. Like maybe they had like a marquee or maybe a standee or whatever. And mm-hmm. the busiest game there, not Splatoon three, not Breakers, not Baldur's Gate, Among Us VR. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because they only had one headset, and like. I think they had to play through a full game before the next no, person would come <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, it was so it was so I weird. See, I can see the time consuming. Like it, it's it, it's so weird that like uh yeah they only had enough space for like a tiny ass booth. Yeah. Um, that's probably like four foot by eight foot. Um, so their line actually was uh thirty feet away. You had to line up uh, on a separate area to even like get started. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. When did we go to the Rogue panel? Do you remember? That was, was Saturday. Saturday. It was the, the first thing because uh, Rogue did um, a panel. With Reggie fils Yeah, featuring Reggie fils So that's what got a lot of people in the door. And it was um, great because they started the panel by confirming that Reggie's body was ready. Yes. So they knew their audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, while waiting in line, we actually uh, just uh, started playing. Um, what the fuck was that card game called? The card game. Oh, it was the like to be. It was like the. It was basically cards, like the dating game, but it was like trying to get a job interview. So you had it was like, like was it hire me or something? Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, just another person that was like waiting in line in front of us. Um, just like turned around and said, "Hey, do you guys want to play?" And then, um, basically, yeah, we just uh would get uh a, the deck is filled with cards of character traits and then we would just draw a random hand Mm -hmm. um and then just act out a character in a job interview with those traits yeah just like some bullshit things like uh i don't know sex offender german um... fishnet stocking wait i made sure (laughs) kevin would always have to do an accent for every round that was you did a good job (laughs) that was the most well-rounded like acting skills i've seen in a Uh, while but uh i i feel like Every panel we went to was uh, very, it was very cool because like a lot mm-hmm. of them, some of them. Eh, well, mention a lot the of, other one too no, that I know. you did. A lot of them were very professionally set up. and then, the, the hotel ones are actually like streamed, most of them. Yeah. The only one we didn't watch that was streamed was the Mega 64 panel. Yeah. No, we went to the Mega 64 panel. That wasn't streamed. Oh, that's right. It but, was a secret. Uh, they showed illegal clips there. <laughs> Kevin was like, "Hey, we're going to this one because I I hadn't heard of it." I'm like, "Yeah, cool." Turned out to be the chillest and best panel we went to the entire that was weekend. One of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so we um went to go uh get some shit signed with for Ellen McLean. Yeah, well, actually, no, this is a completely different person. You wanted to get uh Fire Emblem signed. Yes, Faye okay. Matei. Yeah. So uh, we went to go uh, sign up for Faye, um, uh, but Casey Mungillo and um, Kara Buckland. Buckland were also paired up with her. Um, <laughs> I felt bad because we skipped over them, and that's only because Mike, uh, Kevin, and I already like 
got met them and got their signatures at like game on expo in arizona <laughs> so we just like awkwardly looked at him and said hey and just walked no, we on by. Just, no we scrubbed that conversation but it was just so weird i thought kira buckland would have more star power than her but like no she's at the end of the table and that's where everyone was going yeah, yeah. so i good for her i suppose i'm not really uh um aware of like other works that she's done but like um yeah uh she while uh talking with Kira Buckland, she I asked her if like she was doing like a con uh, a panel or anything, and she mentioned that her and Casey were doing the Bloody Roar panel, and which I had like glanced, but I didn't realize that uh they their were. their names were attached to it, and so um one of the panels we went to was uh where Casey talking about how he and uh they and like um. Other famous Other voice, voice actor friends uh, voiced an English dub of Bloody Roar 2 for the PS1. Um, and they had to, like, uh, like replace the voice files and make sure that it's the same size and, like, compression yeah. um, in order for it to properly read. And, like, it was basically his, like, COVID project. Or it was their COVID project. And uh, they were just... They just described like, yeah, this is what we did. This is how we got it to work. You can go to this website and put it on CD-ROM and make it work on a PS1. Who wants to come play with us? <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, uh, okay, yeah. So it was like, um, it was a very small crowd, about a couple dozen or so. I think, I think it maxed out at like twenty. But like, I, I think most I, I think people there, most people there were for Bloody Roar. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people knew who Kira Buckland won, which is. It was uh, was a person, but I just like that's so weird to me. I thought she would be the draw, but yeah, no, it was the the game. <laughs> and like I I ended up playing against Kara Buckland. I got my ass whooped because I hadn't touched the game in like fifteen years. You got beaten by Jolene Joestar. Hey, if there's anyone to be beat by, I, there are worse people. Mm -hmm. Uh, but no, it was funny because they were like, "Hey, this is easy, medium, and hard." Uh, mm -hmm. Kara is easy. Casey was uh medium. And then a, fr a friend Casey made on the Bloody Roar Discord is oh, like, yeah, yeah, he plays competitively. He's your hard difficulty. <laughs> you know um, what, what honestly made my day was that Kira Buckland is also a cat mother like myself. <laughs> I just felt like a kindred spirit. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we, we played a lot of like indie demos too. Cause, uh, Basically, after we went to... So, so, we, so uh, to talk about the Rogue panel... Um, Reggie Fizeme got us in the door, but I think we all were just really like interested um by like the uh, the three other indie developers yeah. and then talking about their game. Oh yeah. So when we left there, we went straight we like beeline to the rogue panel, not the rogue panel, the the, the rogue, rogue booth, the rogue booth um to try like some of their games out. Um and like And they're all bangers? Yeah. Uh I didn't try um uh Benedict Fox. Benedict Barth Ptolemy Cox, <laughs> the, the curious case of Benjamin Fox. Yes. Um, I didn't try that, but I did try. Um, what is the called? Sea Frog. Sea Frog. Yeah. Yeah, you liked that. Uh, one. and um, uh, S not Esquire. Sprawl. Sprawl. <laughs> Sprawl um, was like that game was like you could definitely tell who created that game. So there were a lot of boomer shooters. <laughs> uh, nice. A lot of like Doom and Quake inspired stuff. Uh, Sprawl, I liked uh, and was funny. Here's one thing I actually really liked a lot about the convention is that all the developers were like, hey, 
please tell us how you really feel about these games. Mm-hmm. Almost all of these are in stages where we can and will make changes based on feedback. So yeah. please tell us. Yeah. So like we would be done and like the developer would be like, hey, what'd you think? And we'd bring and like we'd bring up some constructive criticism and they're like, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, that's fair. Because like Sprawl. The thing we mentioned on Sprawl was though we were forced on Gamepad. Yeah. Um, And like uh, I couldn't adjust the aim sensitivity. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll just speed run without killing anyone because I can't hit anyone. It was hard as shit to aim. And we told them we're like, it's very obviously built for mouse and keyboard. And the fact that we couldn't adjust the like sensitivity made it really hard to aim. And mm-hmm. they were like, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Seafrog was really cool. Did you touch Seafrog? I did. Yeah. So um, I uh, played Seafrog the first time. Um, and I was like fucking just going back and forth trying to... I could the, not get the it. Fir- I will say this. The first time watching you play Seafrog, I was dying. Because <laughs> I was watching you struggle to do... And I'm like... Oh, I Kevin. can't get over the half pipe. I couldn't understand you, how the physics work. You look like an IGN game reviewer. <laughs> oh God, I was I was fucking playing Cuphead, not try, not able to dash over the wall. Um, you but, you were the guy playing Doom and unable to kill the beginning enemy. <laughs> I uh, it, it took much longer than I'd like, but I finally uh understood how like the flow worked. And one thing that um, the developer talked about during the panel was that um, you want to get like uh, people hooked onto the game loop, like yeah. uh, the the act of playing the video game um, uh, first, and then like everything else is just like icing. It's flavor. Yeah. So um, it's basically like you're a frog riding a wrench shaped jet skateboard. Um, going through a ship and either like fixing or like taking apart like parts of it in order to repair your ship. Um, at least that section of the game, you were uh, in a broken down sinking ship and you jumped over to a different opposite to ship. To fuck them up. To fuck them over and bring some of their parts over to your ship. Yeah, yeah. And then like the game cuts off when you get to like the boss of that stage. But once I uh, got it, like I, I finished the demo. Uh, the next time I touched it was like on Sunday, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I just went up, finished that demo in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> what, what about you, Patricia? What were some highlights of the actual like pack section? Because, I mean, Kevin and I are just nerds. <laughs> yeah, you and, guys are. <laughs> like you play uh... video games. It's just you're you don't have you're not quite into the same stuff we are. So what was it like for you? So I'm trying to remember like this one game that I really wanted to try, uh, but it was like because me and Kevin were waiting in line, but he was waiting for like a different game, and it was the one where you were like trying to like um, trick like these things to like shooting them. Yeah, it was like it's a shmup, but it's like a reverse shmup because you don't shoot um, the enemies; you actually dodge their bullets and make their bullets like hit other enemies. Yeah. And Pretty then there slick. Was another one. There was another game next to it that like had like a girl with like blue hair. It was like kind of not Breath of the Wild. Oh, that like... was uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, right? No, no? no, that's a different one. Oh, it was, the, really, it was... It was a really pretty game, but like basically this girl can like literally just slide on like water. Yeah. And, uh... That I think we just didn't get around to that no, one. It was cause... literally at the very end, and they were like turning off all the yeah. like, games. And um. Stuff, so. 
I've got a lot of indie games on my wish list now that mm-hmm. as soon as they come out, I'm buying them and playing them. Yeah, we um uh we basically like went around um and also looked at some trailers. I was looking at like the list of games that were available to play, and then I just like anything that caught my eye, I looked up a trailer for on YouTube while we were at our hotel. Um, one of them was like Turbo Overkill. Oh, dude! So I'm so soon, hyped for that game. At, so when I showed the Turbo Overkill um trailer to Ritter, uh, the next day we like kind of just beelined or like we included it in our list of like boots to hit up. Yeah, you did. Um, and Turbo Overkill uh is just basically yeah, it's another thing that took inspiration from like Quake and Doom, in that it's fast paced. It's an FPS, and when you do a baseball slide, a chainsaw comes out of your knee. Um, so you just murder and shred everything that you're sliding through. And, and like, it propels you, too, so you could just, like, perma-slide. Yeah, oh, there's also, oh, like, yeah. yeah, there's air dashes, there's grappling hooks. So you have so much mobility, it was like my brain was overloading at, like, it, how much I can do. And also, like, that's da- why I played, like, shit. The damage <laughs> that your leg does increases on how much momentum you have. So the faster you're going when you slide, the more damage you do to the enemies you run into. Yeah. Um, at the end of the demo, uh, which was timed, it was like, hey, do you want to try to survive for 90 seconds? And win a pin? <laughs> I was so pissed I didn't get that pin. I wanted yeah. it so bad. Oh, what was that one game, too, where you, like, you're literally just, like, a stick figure? And it's uh, kind of like... Last uh, Hero and Nostalgia. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was fun to watch. Okay. L- the controls is just copy and paste Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. But you just play, like, six pixels, and the character creator screen was revolutionary. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, uh, your girth, uh, tall height, uh, face, but nothing changes because you're just a couple of pixels um what is it called there's a there's a sliding bar called like endowment or something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to and- increase your penis size or your your boob size but nothing changes because you're a stick person yeah. <laughs> um the gameplay was great and and like the story is kind of like the it's aware that it's a video game but like the retro or the pixelation is spreading so like everything's like low poly, like low like resolution. Mm-hmm. But then like when you light a like their version of bonfires, the bonfire and like a short area around it becomes high definition, like next gen graphics. And it, it was just interesting. And like the narrator hates you and is trying to kill you by going, you know what? Fuck you. Suddenly there's an ambush <laughs> and then enemies just appear and it's just like motherfucker. Um and as soon as I because there was a girl next to me playing and she's like oh man that boss was i wasn't able to beat it before the time i'm like there's a boss yeah i'm like i have to beat the boss before the time runs out i have to Uh so i started speed running and i got to the boss and i was on the boss fight and i beat it with what 20 seconds to spare i thought it was a little bit closer i thought it was like one it was yeah yeah, it was like last it it was really close Mm -hmm. but then like you were like one of the few people that actually like completed the demo yeah because there was like a developer there was like yeah you did Mm -hmm. and i'm like i did it yeah um (laughs) one of the coolest uh one of the cool games like uh actually cool um was gungrave gore Oh my god! <laughs> Gungrave Gore is so uh, it's uh the most anime anime game. It's the guy with the guns and the coffin that he swings around a coffin. To, I, I showed you the trailer where he flies in on like a mechanized coffin. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I did, I did play that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like an anime. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, and then like this is a video game. Because I had seen it. trailers and I'm like, okay, I have to try it. And then we played it and Kevin and I came out of it like, one, that soundtrack is bopping. <laughs> and two, that is the most stupid fun I've had. I'm going <laughs> to buy the game. Pretty fun. I'm not yeah. buying it because it's going to be like a groundbreaking game just because it's so fucking fun and stupid. Um, then uh, I tried the System Shock. Yeah, and that same remake booth, uh, you you were able to touch I, Because I, I, I said, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to touch System Shock before we leave because <laughs> I'm super excited for the remake. And I am too. The, the remake, based on what I played, is pretty good. So obviously the visual visuals got increased. One thing I'm a little bit worried about with the visuals is it goes like really neon. Like it's got like a neon aesthetic like to the coloring and lighting, but it's okay because all the gameplay and stuff was very much um, like the original System Shock. So a lot of the interfaces are still there. It's very clear that they're trying to keep the interface like experience but make it a little less archaic and uh obtuse than the original was uh, yeah i never played system shock but i am aware of shodan and i think the old version looked better the old version does look better but uh i'm still excited for it mm. um also uh patricia and i waited for like the saints row remake mm, yeah. uh just merch thing because Listen, I know the remake is garbage, but yeah. it was free shit, and I'm uh-huh. gonna get free shit. Yeah, get and free like, stuff. I asked the guy, I'm like, "Oh, how's your day going?" He's like, eh, "It's all right. It's pretty monotonous though, because it's just because you had to say a passcode to him to get like free stuff." But like, I did, and he's like, "You know what? You play the game? I'm like, yeah, I, I played it on uh the original uh Xbox 360, and then on PC. He's like, "Do you not own a console?" I'm like, "I have a PS5," and he's like, "Because you asked me how my day was." And he gave me just a free copy of the oh, game. What a guy. Dude, cool. he just gave me a free copy. And I'm like, oh my God, thanks, man. He's like, yeah, just don't tell anyone, but have a good day, man. Thanks oh, for- one, of the, one of the cooler booths. Actually, they're like two, I think, the best looking we ke- booths. We keep saying one of the cooler booths and just I mean, naming like, aste- a different booth. Aesthetically, uh, was Devolvers. Oh my God. Which they is, had the best setup. Which is setup. a grungy, shitty looking movie theater look. And then what was the what was the publisher that did the carnival? Uh, like, that was a uh, big big something big top games or something. God. Yeah, I, they had they, like, they did like Hello Neighbor and stuff. Yeah, so their entire like booth took up so much space, but it was like a carnival. They had like really fuzzy carpet that felt like sand when you like walked on it. And they had like you know uh um carnival games and stuff. Yeah, they actually had carnival tiny build. It yeah, was ti- tiny build. yeah, the tiny build booth. They had like a, a giant section for Hello Neighbor, because a lot of people like that game. Um, they had like a, a little puncho, uh, uh, a punching bag for you to test your strength. And Ritter, so of course, once I saw it, I went. Ritter had to go uh, unga bunga on me. I was just doing a straight. Just wanted to see what my right straight looked like. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what kind of disappointed me was that like. I was expecting to like spend some like you know money on some dollar dollar bills. Yeah, You're yeah ready but to, like yeah. drop bills on that place. For so sure. they did have merch. Yeah, a lot of it was like literally last second. Uh, I think the last day or maybe Sunday, we were like, I need apparel that says packs on it. <laughs> I was like, I need proof that I was here. Uh, uh, Patricia and I found this really cool streetwear booth. Yeah, that's where, where you guys 
That's Digit- where I drop bills. You guys spent. You guys always wanted to swing by there every day when you first saw it. Um, <laughs> but it's a uh, yeah. Uh, Bibi Sama had a uh, small, like just kind of like in the corner, uh, like booth where yeah. they just sold clothes. And I got a really cool bomber but it was, jacket. It was, a great was just super hat popular. Bag, yeah, was, and yeah. like some they nice sold shirts. Out on a couple things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool. Okay. I want to talk about an experience at PAX that I'm still angry about. So, tiny <laughs> really developer. Wanted... Yes, I'm you gonna. Are... Fucking... What was it called? Missionary or something? What? So, okay, or Moth Knight or something. Doesn't no, matter. It's... Okay. <laughs> if by some grace of God the developers are hearing this, well, we wouldn't remember what the title is, so there's no way. Let I maybe they'll know for you play as a like a, there's a Moth Knight, so. It's a VR game. You use one controller to control this like Moth Knight girl. And then your other hand you're using because you're the alchemist and you're like crafting potions or bombs and throwing oh, them yeah, to I help yourself. Talking, yeah. It was a really cool concept. And we wanted to, and I wanted oh, to yeah, try I it. This now, so yeah. we're in line and both VR things are taken. So I'm talking to developer and stuff. And this random guy comes up next to me. And one of the things uh, clears up. And he's like, oh, do you guys want to try it? Before I can even get a word out, the other guy's like, yeah. And then they put him in it. And I'm like, you know what? Pushy guy. He (laughs) kind of just wormed his way in. That's fine. It it's not their fault. They're they're not controlling whatever. So then the girl finishes the the girl finishes her turn. Yeah, the other the other VR headset was like uh, taken up by a woman and then And then I'm like, okay, it's my turn next. And then she goes grabs her boyfriend or friend or whatever and then just puts him in the chair and they put the headset on him and i'm li- i literally said out loud what the hell yeah. no one paid attention to me <laughs> and i look and i looked at kevin and patricia because we had been waiting there what 15 minutes it was a little bit long and i and i literally said long. you know what fuck this i had been waiting for my turn and not once but twice did they skip me Fuck this game. Fuck these developers. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. So listen, developers, if by some grace of God you hear this, I, I'm i not personally holding you accountable, but at the same time, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> there was literally nobody else there. There was no... We were the only ones who actually were waiting, and they kept picking anyone who got to the chair before we did. So I'm like, Pretty what much. the fuck? Yeah. I just have to shove the bitch out of the chair, and then I could play it. But I think they were just like um not very pushy. They were just like uh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it, whatever. That was just the time that I actually got upset and I'm like <laughs> fuck that. But um uh, the, uh, the spot that Ritter really wanted to go to was the BioWare booth. Um I know oh, that I he... really wanted to go to. <laughs> I really wanted to go to. <laughs> he Kevin. really wanted to buy a Talizora doll and like get uh, an M7 yeah, hoodie. Sense. I believe it. Now, hold the, the 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 Kevin's like, you know, I would buy an N7 hoodie if it's not for every other person having yeah. an N7 hoodie. Kevin the fucking hipster of the group. Like <laughs> if everyone's wearing one, I don't want to wear it. But then I did show up and I did see they had a Talizora uh statue and I'm like, "Mm. Mm." You know, let me check back in on that. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, but the the Bioware stand surprisingly not as popular as BB Summer. No, <laughs> I wonder why. It's because BB Summer's like fucking fly as shit, dude. Dude, yeah. d- like, well, what was the Bioware trying to show showcase? It wasn't showcase. They weren't show. It, it was, was just, just a, merch. a merch store. Yeah. Oh, they failed them. Yeah, they but 
Uh, there were some other indie games we played that, I mean... We did... Uh, not, I, I'm not well, going to touch. There was, like, one other panel we did, too. And I think that was, like, the N64. The Mega 64, Mega which 64, was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also did the Reggie Fizeme. We did... There was an, the Bloody Roar. We did another panel. It was the sensitivity one, but... That one wasn't have, that great. Yeah, we didn't have to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Uh, you did... We did... Okay, so... Um, one of the reasons I th- uh, I think we went there in the first place was to see Ellen McLean, right? Yes. Um, these guys uh, went to go uh, to try to get in line, but it was past cutoff. Yeah, we because showed- a bunch of TF2 kids is were there, and TF2 is so fucking popular, dude. TF2 is so fucking. Of course, it's popular because she voices the like announcer woman for the for the game oh. and also they had the voice of the medic and the heavy and ah. the spy and, and no and the sniper and but they, everyone like just what was there for ellen mclean for yeah. some reason yeah anybody who was like at the very end of the table always got super busy but so it but it was funny because we figured out why it because like the fame one went like at a decent pace you were never standing in one spot for a long time uh the ellen mclean elaine mclean that took forever (laughs) and we found out why we actually anytime the line moved we would stand up walk about two feet sit back down and then just everyone continued their setup yeah people were playing smash some people were getting married some people were (laughs) delivering a baby it was crazy all in animal crossing uh, (laughs) why was it so big or what was the issue because elaine mclean is the sweetest southern old lady i have ever met she's a Ah. nashville grandma oh (laughs) she's the type that you would just meet at an airport and talk forever she Ah. was so sweet and i got she answered every question expounded on it because i even asked i'm like hey you went from like video game voice acting to also like voice acting for pacific rim how did that and it turned out Guillermo del Toro's kid was playing Portal, and Guillermo del Toro's like, I really like that voice. I want to use that for Pacific Rim. And contacted Gabe Newell. And Gabe Newell's like, Yeah, that's Elaine McLean. Uh, go ahead and contact her. Yeah, you can do that voice. I don't care. It's her voice. Yeah. So she it, she's like, Yeah, I got contacted by my agent saying Guillermo del Toro was wanting to talk to me. And she's like, I have never said yes faster to anything in my life. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> she was just chilling Did one day Did she say anything porch. about... But we also, like, brought up the sequel and... Uh, she was, like... So... so yeah, she was. She didn't she, receive a lot of direction. She was being very one. polite about yeah. the sequel. But she basically said, like, Guillermo del Toro gave a lot of really good direction for her on what to do for the first movie. And she's like, for the second one, I just remembered the direction I was given. And I used that as inspiration for... How do you spell her name? Ellen McLean. Just look up the voice of GLaDOS and her name's going to come up. Because, yeah, I had Faye Matei because she voiced Petra, uh, best girl from Fire Emblem. uh, Oh, she is a southern grandma. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And um, it was funny because Patricia and I were talking and like... And we were talking to her. I'm like, yeah, I did Blue Lions. She did the uh, fascist route. Uh-huh. And they brought up, like, Petra is part of that house. And I'm like, yeah, but I saved her. <laughs> I fixed her. And so she lost her shit. But then yeah. most she of was the laughing. characters like that you liked her are still this from, for like, Fire Emblem? Yeah. Okay. And then when Elaine McLean, I had her sign my copy of Portal 2. 
Yeah. Um, uh, it was also cool because um, everyone there ha- has been working together also. So for like, like decades. Yeah. So Robin Atkin Downs um, uh, was was also like I think he, I thought he would be like kind of the more famous one, but everyone was there for Ellen. Yeah. Um, but uh, Robin Atkin Downs had like also just a bunch of just like postcards and uh, pictures of his characters and him for him to sign for you to like buy. Yeah. Um. And Doomsday was fucking on there from <laughs> Batman v Superman. Oh. And I was like, Robin Atkin Downs, you voiced Doomsday. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I grunted. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um. I yeah, wouldn't I mean, get like, that one. Yeah, no, but that's amazing. Yeah, he, and he was talking about how like yeah, uh, people would either uh know me as uh Kaz Miller or um medic. Uh yeah, and or like just other video game characters, Travis Touchdown. Um, but then I was like, Doomsday? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I will say one thing I liked about PAX a lot is that every developer, every celebrity, everyone we met was super polite Mm -hmm. and super willing to talk about pretty much anything. Dude, at the Rogue booth, we could have just sat to, sat down on a couch next to Reggie Fils-Aimé playing video games, but we were both giant chickens. No, we couldn't because that was a press thing and they had it roped off. You couldn't just sit next Well, no, it was like anyone anyone wanted to play Benedict Fox and then they just took a person and sat in the couch and then Reggie fils was also yeah. there and it was just the main TV. Which was Reggie again? Reggie fils was the former uh, president. president of Nintendo of America. He says... Oh, uh, he, he's that guy and then they changed it over to someone else and then... To Doug Bowser. Yeah, and yeah. now yeah. he's getting a lot of flack, that dude. He's not getting a lot of Doug Bowser? No. no. I thought he was. No. No. No, everyone loves Nintendo Doug as a company is getting flack, but okay. not him specifically. Yeah, and then Reggie um got hired by like GameStop and then I have no idea where that went. He he was on the board of directors for like a quarter and mm-hmm. then he left. Uh every once in a while companies will uh do that in order to get some input, kind of bump up their stock a little bit for that quarter <laughs> and then <they'll laughs> That's leave. not the reason why GME went up. <laughs> no, yeah. not even. I forget um, though. What is he doing now? He's just kind of freelance at this point. I, I think he's just retired. Yeah, and then <laughs> like any any time, yeah, uh, any time a developer like uh, wants to talk to him, I guess they. Yeah, he's a he was the CEO of Nintendo, uh, U- United States for like, a little bit. He he got the money. He's not. I don't. Think uh, he's... he's kind of like credited for. Um... He helped bring a lot of games to the West. Too. Yeah, yeah. Because he he would like. He he would talk to the Japanese side and be like, "Hey, uh, the U.S. the West wants these games." <laughs> uh, I, I I laugh that like um he he's aware of all of the jokes and all of the memes and he, like he, literally he, the beginning of the rogue panel was like, um I I'm sorry I, my copy of Mother Three is in my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have it with me. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> um, there was another game we played that I was super hyped for uh the 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 zelda thing the zelda like the zelda like which one was that the one that uh the developer was there and she we talked to her and then you're like i'm gonna come later oh was that for mina mina oh mina the hollower yeah yes um that yacht club games next game they made shovel knight yeah, and they're making Mina the Hollower, and I'm super hyped for that game. Yeah, the developer was there, and uh, we were like, 
so what's your pecs like? And she's like, yeah, it's just been working. So yeah. <laughs> going around these booths, making sure that everything works. She She's like, yeah, we had one station go down earlier. And like, the <laughs> it felt like the general consensus with a lot of developers is, yeah, our PAX demos are being held together with tape and dreams. Yeah, I, uh, I actually watched a documentary on like the developers who like are at PAX, like the indie developers. They are under so much stress. Is for that packs. is that the one that has like Fez? That was yeah, about the, the Fez, Fez and Fez Super Meat Boy yep, and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just interviewing them and like their experience. And they're like, man, PAX was like the most stressful time of my life because I was not sure if this game was gonna work or not. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a difference between like uh, releasing a game out, people playing it, and then they voice their reviews and concerns online. Right. Versus, the game is in front of you. Someone goes up to the game and is playing it in front of you, and you can you can like physically see them uh, recoil in disgust or like react in any yeah. way. And you're like, what? Uh, at, at the at the rogue panel, a couple of the developers were like, that had like everything else about PAX has been fine. The most stressful part is watching people play my game. Yeah, <laughs> like the the developer for the uh, case of Benedict Fox, he he audibly he he visibly and audibly was like. I am dying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not going to make it. It, it kills me. Uh, everyone, but like all the developers are taking it in stride. And yeah. like, so I mean, you I, have to, I mean, otherwise, you know, like, yeah. And some I like about PAX is that's where like indie developers actually can get their stuff out there yeah. and get like publicity and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, back, back to kind of what Patricia brought up earlier about wanting to drop mad, mad dollar dollar bills. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> the vendors and stuff were cool. Like a lot mm. of the vendors were interesting, and like, um, there weren't as many like homegrown vendors as there are at like some comic cons and stuff. But uh, just different like varieties of products and stuff. There was a fucking Dragon Prince RPG book. That was kind of cool. That that it even got sold out. Yeah, it was like you want to play D and D, but in the world of Dragon Prince. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I think PAX was great mm-hmm. to the point that we're planning to go to PAX West East. Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, maybe <laughs> may, if, if everyone can get the scratch for it. Yeah. It's a solid chunk of change. Unless what if we finagle our way to get like, uh, <laughs> are you trying to see if we can get press accreditation <laughs> oh, for gamers awesome. dozen? So Dude, we're, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Especially on the East coast. <laughs> Nah, dude. We could try like, the West. Like our other podcasts, we're able to pull that off a little bit because at this point we have some like is, it, we have local pull. We have local pull <laughs> yeah. for yeah. sure. Like we we have some like we have some stuff under our belt that gives us some like Credited. legitimacy. Yeah, gamers dozen. It's just us being gamer into a mic for <laughs> an hour and a half, two hours. But what if? <laughs> what if? You know, if we get a YouTube channel going, and get some reviews going, maybe we could get some uh, press. But like, I don't want to do game reviews. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We're we're not like. Yeah. No, people are going to make fun of me of how I can't pass tutorials. <laughs> how I can't grind this sick Ollie, bro. Dude, I <laughs> dude, I can speedrun Seafrog now. <laughs> now, dude, the second time I saw you, you were way better, but the first time I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I was stuck on I was stuck on a screw and I was just like I'm get over the get, 
get over the there was this one ledge he couldn't get onto oh god that is i was like kevin you're making me sweat dude fucking figure it out please (laughs) you're embarrassing me (laughs) dude i walked away because i'm like i can't watch this at that point just look at your phone i can't be seen i couldn't it was that bad (laughs) dude you didn't see it that's why i had i was paying attention to my phone instead of watching kevin um we uh touched angerfoot Dude, oh. I'm so hyped for Angerfoot. Uh, during the, the Devolver... I got, I got a uh, foam so foot. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, Angerfoot had three setups, and they're lovingly crafted uh, just PCs inside an arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you do have... They, they, it's a gamepad next to a keyboard, so whichever one you grab and then Pick start... what you want. Yeah. Um, there was... The, the setup on the very right, uh, there was like a woman there who refused to die... <laughs> she was so good yeah. that like uh other the other two cabinets the person would die and move on with the next person in line and so people behind her would just have to go to the other booths because she is not dying nope. <laughs> um yeah. but anyways yeah uh, uh angerfoot um it was kind of like a, a bit hard for me t- to control um i wanted to use mouse and keyboard with it but like there were some like keys that weren't working um and yeah it didn't have a screen come up that said the keybinds or anything well yeah i went to the options to look at the controls and, and then like it said that the controls were but like i still couldn't open the first door i felt such like a game journalist we're we're making it boys we're game journalists hey! now. i couldn't get past the t- t- i couldn't get past the first room <laughs> ah i was in front of people and i was embarrassed anyways <laughs> i the it was funny because i talked to some of the um uh, just not distributors um the developer guys yeah because they weren't developers for the game but yeah. they were like distributors for like the company yeah staff but yeah i i asked them like the one question i had is like is there gonna be a soundtrack release i need this soundtrack and they were like oh yeah we that was one of the first things we made sure was gonna happen mm-hmm. and i'm like thank christ because <laughs> that anger foot soundtrack is a bop mm-hmm it's just EDM dance music, but it's fucking... I'll have, you have to show me it it's after great. this. Yeah. I, I, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to play the music for you, and you're going to agree. You're like, holy shit, yeah. And I'm- you've seen gameplay of Angerfoot, right? No. Uh, Angerfoot is just basically um, like uh, uh, Hotline Miami, except an FPS. Oh, yeah. I would say, you know I'm a fake gamer. Come on. I don't know yeah, things. But like uh, Hotline Miami, I think no one tries to fight you until... You just murder a bunch of civilians, no, and they- then people start no. fighting you, right? No, they actively try to kill you. The oh, moment you make yourself shoot. aware, now they try I know to kill which you. one it is. That's the one where you just use your foot to freaking kick doors yeah, down yeah, and yeah, kick yeah. people yeah, all yeah, over but the place. The, the yeah, soundtrack okay. is in is like integrated into like the world. So yeah. like after you die, and they the start room. just twerking on your body. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah. Uh. Oh, shoot! That was a blast from the pl- that literally like kicked a door open in my brain. Dude. Yeah. It, like, yay! Anger- it anger footed a door in your brain. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, no, I I played that demo. Uh, died embarrassingly and then just moved on. Yeah. <laughs> I went over to Ritter and was like, "Hey, how are you? How's your session going?" <laughs> um. Kevin's looking down. Yeah. Uh. What What was kind of cool is that so like uh. We didn't talk about this because there was no reason to. Uh, Ritter joined me for Game On Expo, which is like an Arizona gaming convention. There we saw Cure Buckland and surprisingly just Gerard the Completionist. Oh my god, that was such... <laughs> Kevin and I were walking, I'm like... It's just Gerard, Gerard Gerard on a table with no fanfare. Um, 
and then just a stack of like books a, a stack of people. like art to sign to sell to people to sign and like a plush he was selling yeah but like yeah. we just went up there were no lines no one knew he was there uh we just went up and it was like gerard what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> and he was just like yeah i was in town and came up was like hey you mind and they were like yeah sure because we were like how, why did they not like roll out the red carpet for you and it was funny because i think the way we framed the question at first he was like excuse me like he <laughs> yeah. thought we were talking shit mm-hmm. but then we're like no like like you would you're like the biggest name we've seen here why isn't there like a big area for you he's like oh like if i had like announced like asked them ahead of time for me to come they would have but like I came super, he literally had his luggage from the plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was like on a connecting flight or something before he flew out somewhere else. Oh, so and he's just kind of yeah. And they yeah, just set him up as chilling. as like a celebrity. But like yeah, uh, yeah. he was just uh, yeah next to the Mortal Kombat like actors. Uh, smash cut to Pax. We're waiting in line for Mina, and I'm like, is that Jiraj the completionist? <laughs> yeah, he showed up again. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's hanging out the with the yacht club crew because he, he works there, I think, right? He he helps uh like do advertising for yacht club stuff. Yeah, uh, he's he's like a roaming like uh, <laughs> advisor, like he's a, he consultant. Helps, for... He consults for video games. He consults for the WWE. He he's <laughs> actually like hired on the WWE in their video games division, and because at Game On Expo we asked like, hey, since Vince McMahon like step down are you like experiencing a lot easier he's like dude it has never been easier and i'm so happy (laughs) um so wait why did that change so vince mcmahon stepped down and he had the tightest vice grip over the wwe he he basically wouldn't let anything happen without his personal signature on it and that meant almost nothing got done Oh, is that why there was like no WWE yeah. for like ever? And well, like, no, it's uh, the, and the the ones d- that did come out were really bad. The w- they did have WWE games. They came out every year, just like the Madden and the FIFA ones, and they that, were just garbage. Yeah, that was like it. It's because like they were just re- using the same engine and changing the roster every once in because a while. Because it was the easiest thing to do, and it was like, and Gerard he said he's like, I pitched them like, hey, we could spend the same amount of money and get four games released in the same year. And have the quality be way higher. But they w- didn't want to do it because they're like, well, this is how we've been doing it for years. So we're not going to uh, change Ah, that's the worst. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. So uh, apparently we're just Gerard and Kara Buckland fanboys because every time we go somewhere, <laughs> yeah, so, they just are so, there. So Pax, <laughs> yeah, Pax West was a sequel case. for us because uh, we just followed them from Game On Expo. Saw Kara Buckland again, saw Gerard. You know what? We're just, like, going to see him a third time if we go to Pax I'm East. Wa- yeah, I'm <laughs> waiting for us to go to Pax East and them be there. And we're yeah. like, listen, this is awkward. This is the third time we've seen you in, what, six months? <laughs> but we promise we're not stalking you. Um, I don't, I don't I th- want to jinx it, but in the event that we can't go to PAX East, I do want to at least check out the Phoenix one if it's any good. Phoenix one what? The, like the Sabaton Game On Expo? Huh? Yeah. The, oh, the Game On Expo? Yeah. Uh, the th- it was better than I expected. The Game On Expo is 100% a homegrown local con. Heck yeah. So, yeah. Th- and they and didn't really like it as much. But I thought it was... Here, here's my thing. I thought it was okay. I the My, my biggest issue was that obviously there were retro games being sold and stuff, but they were everyone except for a single booth was overcharging on retro games to the point where they were trying to sell them for three times what their actual value is. 
Um, and it was it, it was egregious. I mean, that's going to just change over time with, as it hopefully would get bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. It, we'll like, see. Like You got to think of it like, you know, it's starting there, out. There and are then... also certain aspects of the con I felt like could be done better. But I think it's just because they're still growing. They haven't quite gotten out it of their like growing It was like an exhibitor yet. hall and like two panel spaces, yeah. I think. And like... Which was fine. It was great. Yeah. Um, they... Uh, I, I will say, un- until it gets to a certain state, uh, a day passes all I need to experience it. Gotcha. Yeah, we were there for just Saturday, and it was like... It was that's fun. that's all the time we needed. Yeah, okay. we, we saw Roger Craig Smith um, and Cl- Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Um, that was me doing show and tell to you guys, because yeah. you're like, <laughs> check out these cool people, and I think you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. But literally the entire day, Kevin's like, don't forget Tails and Sonic. Don't forget <laughs> Tails and Sonic. We're going to the Sonic panel, right? Uh, um, yeah, and it was funny. It's because uh, you guys are fans and not Kevin. He wants to make sure you guys really experience it. He, he yeah, was absolutely. worried about us going to see what we wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. Such um, a good friend. No, uh, honestly, I would recommend PAX 100%. Yeah. If you can go, because, I mean, we're from Arizona, so, like, you got to get the plane ticket, got to get the hotel, got to figure out stuff from there. But mm-hmm. Seattle, luckily, was conducive to how we were doing it. Because, like, I know before I was thinking about if we would rent a car or not. Yeah. But thank Christ we didn't, because that would have been a waste of money. Yeah. Right. We would have had to really try to out. get out of a parking lot, find a drive for two seconds, and then find a parking lot again. And, and we would have Dr. Scholl's. You would have had to pay for parking the whole time. Yeah. And like it was 180 a day for the cheapest car. My parents were telling me the last time they went to Seattle, uh, when they got to Pike's Place, the hard part was finding parking. Yeah. And then uh, like, you know, spending the, the mad dosh. So, yeah, we and they and... had to like hang out there because they can't leave. They, they spend all that money on parking. <laughs> yeah, once yeah. we uh, once I figured out there was a light rail system, I'm like, cool, we're not doing a car. Fuck yeah. it. We walked everywhere. Um, and it was fine. Oh, and I also got to see the Starbucks brewery. Oh, yeah, we went too. to the largest Starbucks. Ah, nice. Put the Patricia, first Starbucks? And they yeah, were Starbucks Prime. There too, put, so. Patricia embodied her uh, Valley, Valley Girl. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. you ended up becoming mm-hmm. Valley Girl. Hey. <sighs> Yeah, uh, the space like, needle. I'm not proud of it. Don't worry. We, we never got a chance to go to the space needle. Uh, it would have been like too far, and also I don't. Did we like care enough? No, not really. Mm-mm. It was funny because before going to the con, we're like, okay, most of our time is going to be spent at panels and stuff. At PAX, most of our time was in the exhibitor hall waiting to play demos. Yeah, yeah that took a long time. Um, yeah, I, I think I should have suspected that. That like, yeah, there would be lines for demos. Um. But I did, like, yeah, once I got in, I was like, okay, I need to kind of just, like, think of what I want to prioritize to Mm -hmm. just check up what games are going to be available here. Um, Yeah, we figured out a couple of the panels that were, like, these are, like, Mm must-goes, and then everything else was just fluid of, do we have time or do we care enough? And time was limited for, like, the demos, too, because I think, like, they wouldn't open it until, like, 10 a.m., and then they'd close it early. It was 10 to 6. The 6 was the cutoff for everyone. Okay. We were on a time limit. Yeah. Uh, They're... Surprisingly, like I would, ass- I, w- I would have assumed that there would be a crowd surrounding the Mega Sixty Four booth, mm-hmm. um, and there wasn't. Yeah, because like Mega Sixty Four, like is big enough. I feel like they had their own panel, and um, they 
I think record a video for PAX like you, every you, year. Yeah, it used to be. Um, I'm just saying, if we go to PAX East and I'm not waking up drunk, there's a problem. Dude. <laughs> okay. D- yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a thing. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, is that like, well, it will be a lot easier to do that at PAX East because, from what I've heard, the entire convention is in a single building. Yeah, Perfect. so it's not as spread out as the Seattle one is. So it's gonna be like when we were at Comic Con and we would go like, oh man, the buzz is running up. Time to go back to the hotel room, get, get nah, some more. I'll, I'll just wear a Camelback, and then it'll just be filled with a mixture of like a mixed drink of some kind. Yeah. Use the queer alcohols, like yeah, the yeah. the you know, it, it'll be a it'll be a it'll be a Seven Up and uh, Jack, yeah, right. just that fifty fifty mixture. Yeah, with the weird setup of how the panels were structured, um, after the convention uh, hall was like closed at six p.m., there were still panels going on in three separate hotel rooms yeah now now what happens is that uh are you willing to go out into downtown seattle at 9 p.m to walk to a hotel (laughs) yeah luckily luckily how was your trip when you like were walking by yourself yeah so uh no because he just went downstairs and instead went to the i went to the um the uh acquisitions Incorporated. incorporated uh panel but which... it wasn't in that ho- at the it was it was, it was at... yeah it was at the regency oh, was it? Oh, yeah okay. so i just went downstairs yeah. kevin looked outside Legit, and was like oh no. oh my god i almost forgot to talk about the most hype part of the entire convention the fucking mariachis oh yeah you holy shit that. so they had like concerts and we went to one where that was had... uh, the friday one yeah yeah so that was uh what ended our friday was they had um, the... the triforce quartet yeah. yeah, which was really was cool. cool. They played some Hollow Knight music, obviously Zelda, and then they had the uh, Mariachi Entertainment System. And yeah. holy shit, they were awesome. They ended the night on a good. Night. They they played like video game music, but in Mariachi <laughs> style, <laughs> so, which was so the the um concert was listed uh uh Mariachi Entertainment System and Triforce uh Orchestra, um. And we thought that uh, Mariachi Entertainment System would be first. So we were playing like Mario Party. Yeah. And then so we ran up uh, uh, like the first hour. Uh, we weren't there. Uh, we went up to uh, the guards outside um, and we're like, uh, did Mariachi Entertainment System already play? He's like, no, they haven't started yet. It's like, and we're oh, like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Not to diss on Triforce Quartet. Um, we, we were there but for you're their curious about the mariachi. We thing. were there for their we last really song, and then they yeah. introduced um uh, the mariachi. And they stole the stage, dude. Really it did. was so great because yeah, really then did. they also started playing like uh, traditional mariachi songs, but they also played them at double speed. Nice. It was intense, and it was bro, <laughs> bro, bro, <laughs> po- posting horny on main, dude. <laughs> need to calm down. Fucking I, my IMDb, it just instantly played a trailer. Kevin, why are your pants off? <laughs> uh, IMDb, I am the boner. Uh. Fucking pulling up hentai, but no. Nice. That was Anna de Armas. Fuck you. Uh-huh. No, honestly, like, do you guys have anything else you want to say about PAX? I would recommend it, and I'm planning on going again. I mean, like, I don't think you need to work hard to try to recommend one of the yeah. best conventions in the U.S. Um, but I would say uh, don't go to PAX so that uh, it's not as heavy. So, <laughs> so that, that I, it's so easier, that it's for, us easier for me. Because, <laughs> um, like, I think... I, I would definitely go again. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this the uh this convention was like in the sweet spot in like um everything just working human out. density. Yeah. Um weather was perfect. So I think it's gonna get worse next year. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh it was busy enough to where it felt alive, but it was slow enough to where it wasn't a slog to get from point A to point B. Whenever we were oh, in line, God. we could comfortably uh expand. Like, uh, we could, yeah, we could uh, comfortably like finish the line within uh, twenty or thirty minutes or something. While at the same time, the developer was able to just kind of like talk to us, so it's like yeah. we're just hanging out with um, a lot of like cool people. What about you? What about you, Patricia? Do you have a good time? I did. I think like the fact that we were waiting in line for quite a few things was kind of like the downside. But like once we actually like got to play the games, I'm like, okay, I guess this is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay. I mean, with that, that's our episode. You can uh, find us at Gamers Dozen on at Gamers Dozen on Twitter. Um, follow us, tweet at us. I might tweet back. Who knows? Um, and uh, you'll see us next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.